0: This
1: is Kelly and Company on a Thursday afternoon. Thanks for joining us. And every time, I don't know if it, why it is during the show that I turn around and actually notice. Because, hold up, let me give you some context. I, I work in the dark pretty much all day. The only lights in my room are really what's coming from my screen. Uh, but then there's a bit of that light when the sun is shining that come through as well. So I spot that right at the show (laughs) until 2 p.m. I don't notice this nice uh, sunny spot in my room. But then when I'm introing to you guys, I'm going, hey, it's sunny. So I hope wherever you are, maybe there's a little bit of sun, maybe some warmth. But anyways, enough about the weather. Let's get into some audio entertainment with Michael Fair.
2: Oh. Hi, I'm Mike Fair. iPhones, iPods, and iPads are everywhere, and they're doing great things for the blind. We explore all that, plus audio entertainment, dramas, podcasts, internet radio, and games. We share it all on Kelly & Company.
1: Danielle McLaughlin and Ramya Amadine here, and we're very excited because it's never only a dream. Not when the King of Dreams is in town, at least. And after a very long wait, so it feels like for super fans, Audible has released the third act of Sandman. And Mike, you couldn't think of a better way to add to the Halloween festivities than to give us your thoughts. So let's get started. What makes the Sandman so suitable for enjoying around Halloween?
2: Well, I think it really suits the occasion, because Halloween is all about playing with traditions, and it's about consequences and horror and uh, and mythologies and, and, and just thinking outside of, of the normal what is possible into the supernatural. So that's exactly what the Sandman is all about. Neil Gaiman is really familiar with all these traditions and myths from all kinds of different cultures. And he basically mixes and plays with a lot of different things to make the Sandman. And uh, that's that's why the comics really resonate so well. there's so much it they hang on really, sort of timeless truths and and things like that. So it's a really neat thing he's he's done with these. Wow.
0: So how much work did Audible do to build anticipation for this third act?
2: Not much this time. Pretty much none. Huh. Uh, they basically. Uh, we were, uh, you know, the first couple of acts, there was a buildup. There was, you know, you knew they were coming long before this time, you know, if you followed Dirk, Megs and Neil Gaiman, like I do, then you get sort of, Oh, it's done. It's ready. And they're shipping, you know, they're ready to ship, but it's up to audible. And then there was this long wait and audible didn't give anything, even a date. All of a sudden one day, bang, it was just there. And you know, I guess this will tell them once and for all how many people just really wanted it. You know, the people who yep. were just eagerly waiting to pounce on it like me. So hopefully that'll <laughs> give them the uh, impetus to do more. <laughs>
0: so I guess they'll what? use word of mouth like from you.
2: <laughs> yes, hopefully. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a yep. lot of hype about Sandman, right? Even from the Netflix series and all of the stuff. It's everywhere. So I'm sure that they were like a surprise um a surprise drop is totally warranted here. How is it structured, the third act of Sandman?
2: So basically you have, as is typical with these, there are a couple of strong story arcs, sort of episodes that are collected in into arcs. And then there are some independent, there's always like one or two uh, independent episodes. So in this act, we have three episodes that start the series off and then we jump into the first of these two uh, acts. This is like 11 and a half hours, uh, 19 episodes total. So the first one is about seven acts. Uh, it, it, uh, it's called Brief Lives, and it tells the story of their uh, search for destruction, uh, the missing brother uh, of the family, and, and and that sort of constitutes this quest. And then another series, uh, after that, there's an independent story, and then we get into The World's End, where it's another arc of about six parts that sort of concludes the series, the act, and uh, brings us to the end, where uh, we we see how uh, this this storm of reality uh, gets resolved. So it's it's very uh, very different this this kind of act, kind of rambling like like the ones that came before. So uh, people will be familiar with his his tendency to go all over the place when he tells a story. Everything's connected; it's just not always obvious right away.
0: It's, uh, that, that's always an interesting structure when, you know, you, you start realizing how the threads come together, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's always neat. And it's, it's, sometimes it's different things. Like sometimes it's a character that appears. Sometimes it's the Lord of Dreams, and that's the only connection is, is that Morpheus is present. Uh, sometimes it's other memories uh, of the family. Uh, this endless, family of the endless, these beings that, that sort of live forever in death, delirium, destruction, uh, all these different things, desire, uh, features heavily in this one as well. So, yeah, very, so that's, very interesting.
0: So, Michael, are you, are you uh, uh, suggesting this may not be uh, suitable for younger listeners?
2: Oh, definitely, it's not. This is made for adults, and Audible is really clear about that on their site. Uh, this is uh, Neil Gaiman wrote the original comics uh, and graphic novels for adults. This right. gets into some really dark human fantasies, desires, and tendencies, and really grapples with it. He doesn't pull away from that stuff. So, yeah, it's, this is not for children. Uh, teenagers maybe if they're you know particularly mature. But this is, this is really for adults.
0: And possibly not for grandparents. This sounds too <laughs> scary for me.
2: <laughs> Batman does that. It veers, it veers into very scary places.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does actually. It is quite interesting, so the plot, and where they leave each act off on is also interesting. So where does the third act begin?
2: Well, the third act begins uh, with the, with the, basically um, Morpheus is going to to the wedding of his son Orpheus, the Greek legend, and because uh, he is in the dreaming, right? He is part of of dream. So basically, he goes to the wedding, and of course, we know what happens to Orpheus. He, uh, his his wife uh, gets gets bit with a snake and dies, and Orpheus can't accept that. He's just you know just utterly blown away by this. He just has married this wonderful woman and now she's dead. And of course he, he does, you know, as we all do, we turn to our family for help and he turns to the endless to help him. And, uh, basically he, we go through his journey, uh, as he tries, he goes into the underworld and, uh, tries to win back his, his, uh, bride to be. And, uh, Of course, that leads to all kinds of other trouble. Uh, And we sort of follow Morpheus along on his journey. Uh, And uh, he he goes from from that story, we go into the rest of the acts and and stories, and we see Dream doing his job, helping out a theater theater director, among other things, find his courage, and a number of other things he does in the world of dreams. And we also follow him... Uh, as as he attends to family issues.
0: Now, has as Morpheus, Morpheus, pardon me, has Morpheus changed since we first met him in the first act? He doesn't. Same guy, think so. different he guy. Remarks,
2: he remarks yeah. on this. He really doesn't think he has changed, but everyone else notices that he really is changing. It's not not huge change, but it is there. Like he's more regretful. He's more feels more responsible for what he does and who is involved, who gets hurt because of his actions and decisions. So there is change, but he isn't as aware of it as others. And and that's, that's certainly a a human truth uh, that, that we can experience ourselves a lot of Mm -hmm. the time.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, I think that this is a pretty um, awesome, you know, great, uh, Series that's been going on that people are really anticipating and very looking forward to, if they haven't already heard it, um, has Morpheus changed since we first met him in the first act? By the way.
2: Oh yeah, we we just actually covered that. Um, oh yeah, okay okay. Uh, he, yeah, the, the, what about the, the, yeah, the, the music is, and
0: the sound?
2: Yeah yeah. <laughs> sound, yeah is next. Uh, yeah he's uh, that the sound and music here are top notch, just like they were. In the first one, the sound is is done in 3D this time. So if you wear uh, AirPods, uh, make sure spatial audio is on, and it will sound like it's coming from all around you. Uh, there are a couple of really neat scenes where the sound work is just stunning, but it's it's good throughout. They use this throughout the 11 hours of drama, and of course, uh, you know they have James Hann- Hannigan doing the music. He's known for movies and game yes. scores, and he does a brilliant job with this all the way through. Uh, the music really really holds the mood in Sandman in a lot of ways.
1: Didn't didn't you say and you enjoyed that aspect of the Audible edition of Sandman better than the uh, Netflix version?
2: Yes, absolutely there's the sound okay. is much better and also Audible goes into more depth. Like the Sandman on Netflix is structured for TV and the stories are kind of shortened whereas they have mm-hmm. more time in Audible to delve into these things. So uh, you know, we we've uh, hopefully, as long as they produce what's available, uh, the material they have at hand, uh, we're in for another good long ride. We're already up to like thirty-six hours of Sandman as things are now.
0: Yep. Wow. If, if you're a so, binger, what do you think about you? the acting? How how does that appear to you?
2: It's really top-notch. You know, we we okay. have uh, you know a good the whole cast appears again. Like so, Death, Cat Danning is one of my favorites. Is is there? Uh, you know, we have uh, Dave Harwood is is a new cast member. Uh, he plays Destruction, the mis- the brother who went missing, didn't want his responsibilities. Uh, we have uh, Will Wheaton, who is a traveler, uh, caught up in the World's End series, and that is really neat to hear him in this. And he just belongs there. Kevin Smith is a janitor in the castle of, of Morpheus, the Lord of Dreams. So in his castle, in his realm, he has a janitor. And uh, of course, he's trading quips with the the, the librarian Lucian, uh, who's played by Simon Vance, a very uh, notable uh, narrator. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of familiar voices for people to clue in on, uh, and, and they'll, they'll just be really delighted with with uh, where they turn up and who they play. It's it's done spotlessly throughout.
1: Mm -hmm. Mike, we only have a couple seconds left. Do you know or how are you feeling? Are you feeling optimistic about uh, Audible financing more acts of the Sandman?
2: I think we're pretty – hopefully if they know it's good for them, they'll put up more because there's so <laughs> much. They have about – they've gone through about half the material that apparently is – is, that uh, Dirk and Neil are planning to adapt if they can. So presuming Audible keeps uh, funding, hopefully we'll see the rest of it. I would buy every single one. Uh, these are things I listen to over and over again. They're, they're just – they're so well done, and they pack in so much wisdom, so much interesting, thoughtful stuff in these
1: Amazing. Well, this is awesome, Michael. I appreciate the reviews, and we're always anticipating if there's a Sandman drop, you'll come uh, at us with it right away. So thanks for doing that, and glad you enjoyed it.
2: Oh, I certainly did. I hope everyone has fun.
1: We will. Well, those of us who dare to listen, you can find <laughs> yeah. all three acts of the Sandman. Yeah, we are looking at you, Danielle, on I Audible. Know. in. Each of them (laughs) costs an Audible credit if you're an Audible member or around $30 uh, for non-Audible members. And Mike Fair, he's back with us every Thursday to chat audio entertainment. And he's been leading, leading us up to Halloween with some great ones lately. Uh, After the break, we're going to check in with gardener Susan Kearney. And the question today is, do plants feel emotion? She's going to share her findings and her perspectives on that after the break on Kelly and Company.